The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Promoting positivity and inclusivity. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your your host, uh, Reverend Galen McDowell. I am the executive minister, senior assistant minister, director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Now, before I get into teaching this lesson, I do want to address the elephant in the room. Uh, As many of you know, and some of you might not know, uh, depending on how connected you are, um, as of next week, Unity Online Radio will stop broadcasting live uh, or broadcasting new podcasts. Let me rephrase that. Uh, Unity Online Radio is going out of business. And um, I want to assure you all that on next week's show, I will let you know where um, I'll be hosting Truth Transforms to go forward. I'm not getting rid of it. It's not going away. Um, the format in which it lives now, as far as a live show, you can call in and do all of that type of stuff most likely for the next couple of years won't be the case because this unity online radio setup is sweet. Uh, so it won't be in that format, but it will still be able to, uh, you know, on that particular website, but most importantly on Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, all of that information will still be available. The unity online radio website will probably be up for a couple of more months before it goes away. But before all of that happens, I'll, You'll still be able to have access. I'll transfer all of my old podcasts over to a new format, and I'll start creating new ones. Um, And I'll give that information about when I'll start creating new ones, what you can expect, um, et cetera. But if you listen to this show live, the live component won't be available. So I do want to be present to that. Um, You know, I do like taking calls and guests and things of that nature. And I want to make sure that there's no interruption with my show. So because of that, I need to go forward right now. uh, And I'll look at later on how to best create a dynamic to where I'm able to have the interaction with the people in the way that I want. Uh, But as of right now, next week, which will be my last show and the last show for everybody that's a host on Unity Online Radio, um, I will let you know where, uh, on far as websites are concerned, where you can get all of the archival information and all archival podcasts and new podcasts going forward. And I guarantee you there will not be a disruption far as you being able to listen to it on a podcast app. Again, 
all of the old podcasts will still be available. And when I make new ones, uh, that won't be live. They'll be downloaded and then um, presented to um, all those podcast apps that I mentioned earlier. They will be available. So all the True Transforms fans, and I know I've <laughs> people have been reaching out to me because ever since that information became public, um, I haven't been on. But I had planned on taking a few weeks off, not knowing that this was going to happen. So, uh, you know, I'm shocked like everyone else. But I do know that, you know, everything changes. Nothing stays the same. You know, there's new growth and new opportunity in everything. And we're going to take the blessing because we're going to get the lesson and we're going to go forward. And I'm going to make sure that people get fed one way or another. And I'm sure that's the same case of, of, of my other, uh, of the other hosts on this format. So, um, I'm still going to teach seed time and harvest by Neville today. Um, I'm going to get that lesson out, teach it again next week. So I, I may try to teach both the last two chapters next week, just to wrap up the book on unity online radio. But um, I do want to, first of all, just thank uh, everyone who has uh, helped this podcast. You know, for those who might not know it, this podcast is 10 years old. I have done at least probably 40 episodes a year for 10 years. Um, I've been very consistent on making sure that people get fed. Uh, So I want to, you know, Thank the, you know, first of all, the, the, the director, uh, Diane, um, you know, and the producers behind the scenes that you all sometimes hear me say their names from time to time over the years, Jeff and Louie. You know, I want to thank the original person who was running Unity Online Radio when I originally came on, who invited me on, uh, Denise Blake. So uh, also known as uh, Denise Griffith, but I know it's Denise Blake. So I want to thank all of those people because this podcast has given me the opportunity to reach people all across the world. I've had people reach out to me in several countries in Africa, uh, of course, Canada, all around the United States, Mexico, the Caribbean, Central America, uh, and Europe. I, you know, and I know that there's been people who've listened to me in other places I've gotten wind that wind that people uh, are listening in other areas as well. So I just, I'm grateful because, you know, I have a, a believe a message and this podcast has given me the opportunity to present that message in a powerful and dynamic way. As I often tell my students in the Johnny Coleman Institute, you know, I love you even if I don't know you because I know who you are. And I've really believed that about all the listeners who have been li- faithfully listening to my podcast throughout the years. Um, you know, I appreciate your dedication, your commitment and your willingness to learn. And it's an honor for me to have this opportunity to do it. Now, of course, Truth Transforms isn't going away. It's just going away in the current form of being on Unity Online Radio. And it will go away as the current form as a as a live podcast. But it will live going forward again next week. <clears throat> excuse me. I'll make sure that all of the relative information you need to have, you'll have, but guarantee if you listen to it on a podcast app, all those information, all that information will be available. If you listen to it on the website, all of the information is available. And I don't know if it's, I think it's a way for those who, you know, for those, you don't have to do this, but if you want, you, you know, you can always download the episodes you like, 
uh, more than others. So just do what you got to do. Handle what you got to handle. We're going to go for it. We're going to bless and be prospered. And again, I want to thank Unity and Unity Online Radio for the marvelous opportunity to present this powerful new thought message to you, to the world, because I believe with all of my heart that this message is a message that can transform the world. I really believe it. And I've dedicated my life to teaching it. You know, there's no other thing I do other than teach new thought. I run a church that's a new thought church as the executive minister because I'm committed to this message. I'm I'm committed to this philosophy. I'm committed to the mission of the transformation of human consciousness. And it doesn't make a difference where I am and what I'm doing. I'm going to be teaching people how to live better lives by understanding that there's something radically right about them, that there's that there's spiritual beings living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. Now, that I've gotten all of that out of the way because I had not had an opportunity to speak to my listeners, and it was really important to me that you heard from me. Um, and, you know, so let's go forward, doing what we got to do to make this stuff work. And here's the thing. This is one other th- last thing I, I'm going to say, and then I'm going to get to the po- uh, teaching this Neville book. Um, as you are pondering this process, because I'm sure many of you all who listen to my podcast listen to other people's lessons as well, other people's podcasts on Unity Online Radio, the most important thing that you can do for all of us is to take the messages we give and apply them to the best of your understanding. That's the best thing you can do. Help us by going and being the witnesses for the message. If, if this, the messages that have been given on Truth Transforms resonate with your soul, then pull out a pen and a pad, figure out how you're going to apply what you've learned to specific situations, and then uh, work it. Work it. And then you can let us as hosts, wherever we end up being, because I'm sure the hosts will be on all the different type of platforms, wherever we might end up, you could, we're still findable. We're still findable. I have a Facebook page just for this podcast, uh, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. It's easy to find me. I'm on Instagram, Galen McDowell. I'm easy to find. I'm on Twitter. Easy to find. I work at one of the largest New Thought churches in the world, Christ Universal Temple. I'm easy to find. So for me and for the different hosts, go work this stuff. Go make this message, you know, uh, be, be a witness to the powerful message, religion, philosophy, and principles of the New Thought Movement. Because when it's all said and done, everyone looks at results. Even Jesus said, judge a tree by the fruit it bears. All right. So. With that, let's get to it. So um, today's lesson is out of Neville Neville Goddard's Sea Time and Harvest. My book just says Neville because he wrote under the book under the title Neville. Uh, I'm teaching Chapter Seven: Be Wise as Serpents. Be Wise as Serpents. Okay, and it quotes Matthew Chapter Ten, Verse Sixteen. 
Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Now, when I was reading this in preparation for this podcast today, it was amazing how uh, Neville can have a different angle on things, even from different new thought or metaphysical writers. He just has a very interesting angle when it comes to interpreting things. Um, so, so he starts off talking about the, the, the serpent's ability, the snake's ability to shed its skin. And he goes into it and he says uh, that it represents a, a symbol of the power of endless growth and self-production. In other words, the snake, the serpent, the you know, sheds the skin of what no longer fits and starts over again with new skin. All right. So they're consistently renewing, revitalizing, and regenerating themselves. They're always starting anew. So Neville wrote, man is told, therefore, to be wise as the serpent and learn how to shed his skin, his environment, which is his solidified self. Man must learn to loose him and let him go. How to put off the old man, how to die to the old, and yet know, like the serpent, that he shall not surely die. Man has not learned as yet that all, excuse me, yet that, yeah, excuse me. Man has not learned as yet that all that is outside his physical body is also a part of himself and that his world and all the conditions of his life are, about, are but the outpicturing of his state of consciousness. When he knows this truth, he will stop the futile struggle of self-contention and like the serpent, let the old go and grow a new environment. So let me just stop here for a moment because it's a few key things that he said in the midst of this. Um, I'm not going to read all of them, but this is, this is one of the keys. Man has not learned yet that all that is outside his physical body is also a part of himself. So when, when you hear teachers of spiritual principles say things like, uh, man is a threefold being or humanity is a threefold being. What does that mean? Spirit, soul, and body. All right. And from our perspective, when we start talking about body, we say that the body is the outpicturing of consciousness. Therefore, the body can't just be limited to what you call your physical body. Body is any and everything that has to do with your outer experience. It includes your physical body, but it also includes everything that pertains to you at the level of physical reality or what metaphysicians many times call existence. So money is body. Relationships are body, whether family or intimate. Career is body. Friends are body. Home is body. Car is body. 
All of these things are outpicturing, the outpicturing of consciousness. When you go into a neighborhood, the neighborhood is the outpicturing of the collective consciousness of the people. The whatever is dominant is what is showing. And whatever is dominant in us is showing. So I borrowed a term from a unity minister. I can't remember her name right now. She would call the, uh, she would say the things that are connected to our physical experience, she would call it the environmental body. Because she knew and understood that body was not limited to four limbs and a head with a torso. She understood in a real way that life is an outpicturing of consciousness. Well, let me keep going. Then he wrote, when he knows this truth. Now, remember, Jesus is attributed to saying in the Gospel of John, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. When he knows this truth, he will stop the futile struggle of self-contention and like the serpent, let the old go and grow a new environment. What he's really saying is this. Will you understand that what we call our life experiences and situations are just the outpicturing of consciousness? We stop trying to fight the outer appearances and we transform the mind. This is why the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. There is no transformation of life without a renewed mind. You got to shatter old paradigms and create new ones that are consistent with your spiritual wholeness. I really want you to get that. I really want you to get that and understand that. So, when you understand that your body is the outpicturing of consciousness, you'll ask yourself a simple question. What's going on in my consciousness? Notice I didn't say that your life experiences, situations are a reflection of your spiritual wholeness. No, I did not say that. I said your life experiences and situations are a reflection, an outpicturing, a manifestation, a demonstration of your consciousness, what you think, what you feel, what you believe. And most of it 
is subconscious. Most of it is unconscious. In other words, we really don't know what we believe, what we've accepted. Because context is so absolute, we think that it's just the way it is. That's just the way I am. Instead of realizing that we're just running the old mental programs over and over again and getting the same results over and over again. It's just something to think about. Now, back to the book. He goes on to say, on page 103, in ancient times, serpents were associated with guardian, the guardianship of treasure or wealth. The injunction to be wise as serpents is the advice to man to awaken the power of his subtilized body, his imagination, that he, like the serpent, may grow and outgrow, dying yet not die, for from such deaths and resurrection alone, the shedding of the old and putting on the new shall come the fulfillment of his dreams and the finding of his treasures. Now, let me stop again. Neville brings everything back to the power of imagination because for him, the imagination just wasn't a mental faculty alone for him. The imagination was literally the power of God in you. That's how he interpreted it. He believed that the Christ the I am was imagination. That's how that's his method of interpretation. Now, let's bring this to plain talk. When you know who you are in God and who God is in you, that gives you the ability to shed old beliefs, create new beliefs that are consistent with the understanding that I am prosperity. I am prosperity. Just say it to yourself. I am prosperity. I am prosperity. Just something to think about. I am prosperity. Not, I will be prosperous. Not, I will have abundance. I am prosperity. Not, I will be prosperity. Shedding off the old belief. Shedding it off. Releasing it. Letting it go. What beliefs that you, do you have right now that you need to release to accept your prosperity? To accept your health? To accept your peace? Like a serpent, be wise as a serpent. What do you need to shed off? Sometimes, who do you need to shed? What do you need to let go of? 
I want you to be present to it. As one of my guests I've had on the show a few times, Mary O'Malley would say in her book, what's in the way is the way. What's the resistance that's showing up right now is telling you everything that you need to know. Whatever is resisting you has a dominant way of thinking, feeling, and believing behind it. And that thought, that belief, that feeling needs to be shared for you to create new good in your life. Sometimes when we think when we shed off old things, old thoughts, old feelings, old beliefs, and old people, we think that that's the end of us. But just like the snake, just like the serpent, we just grow new skin. You can grow new paradigms, new states of consciousness. And here's the thing. And then you might outgrow that. And then you got to release that and then go up higher. And then release that and go up higher. And release that and go up higher. And release that and go up higher. That's growth. Just going and doing what's necessary to make this stuff work. Really, I'm hoping that this is landing. I really do. Because for me, it's important that you understand that it's your awareness, it's your consciousness, it's your mentality, it's your psychology that's determining experiences because what you radiate, you attract. What you believe, you produce. And as Jesus said, judge a tree by the fruit it bears. And we can judge a belief system by the results it produces. Now, uh, it looks like it's almost time for the break. So um, as we transition into the break, I do want to remind you that you can check out Christ Universal Temple on our website, www.cutemple.org, our Facebook page, Christ Universal Temple. Our YouTube page, CU Temple, the letters CU and the word Temple together. Check out our live stream. I'm preaching this Sunday. I'm preaching this Sunday for Palm Sunday. Uh, my lesson is uh, praise your way through it. You want to make sure you you hear it. You want to make sure that you're a part of that lesson. So we'll take this break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. found the most positive place on the internet. Thanks for listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. If you're uh, late to the party today, I did do an announcement at the beginning of the show that 
for those who are unaware that uh, Unity Online Radio um, is closing up shop as of next week far as doing any more new podcasts. The uh, old podcast will still be available on the website for a few months, but I'm going to be transferring True Transforms over to another format. Um, the, so for those who want to listen to it on the website, on the website, it will be uninterrupted, including the old, new and old episodes on the Apple, Google, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Skype, Stitcher, not Skype, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, places where many people listen to the podcast already. No interruptions. The only only major change for this podcast will be going forward that it will no longer be live for the foreseeable future. Um, outside of that, I'll announce next week with, where uh, where it will be hosted. But there will be no interruption. You'll be able to get all your old episodes, uh, whether on the website or on all those apps I just mentioned, no interruption. You'll you'll still be able to get as as much Galen McDowell as you can stand. So let's do what we got to do and make this stuff work. All right, it works if you work it. So before I get back into the book, I had a couple of other commercials. As I was saying before the break, I'm preaching this Sunday for um uh, for Christ Universal Temple at 10:30 a.m. Central Time on. You could check it out on Christ Universal Temple's Facebook Live page, the CU Temple page on YouTube, which a lot of people use through their smart TVs and they just watch uh, sermons, the Sunday service on their TVs, or the website cutemple.org. So we want to make sure that you stay plugged into those things. And um, we're also going to have a Good Friday service the week after. I'm one of the presenters that will be presenting the last seven words of Jesus metaphysically interpreted. So you definitely want to check that out. And I'm going to be doing a sermon for a church up in uh, Canada, uh, Unity of Agape, where I'm going to be doing their Good Friday service as well um, on Zoom only. But the in Christ Universal Temple, you can be in person or you can watch it online at the places I've already stated. I also want to remind you that Christ Universal Temple offers Monday through Friday uh, noonday lessons on Facebook Live on the Christ Universal Temple page. We're teaching Reverend Wells' book, Live Happy, and which is 365 lessons. So we're just taking one lesson a day for all of 2022. And I normally preach on, preach, not preach, I normally teach the lessons on Fridays. Not, you know, normally at least three out of the four Fridays, sometimes every Friday, I'm teaching the lesson. Uh, the Live Happy lesson on Facebook Live. And if you can't catch it at noon at Facebook Live, just watch it later. We never take them down. And we have two years worth of lessons that you can go on right now and, and listen to me and the other presenters teach this good, hardcore metaphysics. So make sure you check that out. And I'm going to direct you to last Friday, which was April 1st. Because I was in the zone. I was like Neo in the Matrix. You know, he's blocking the bullets and then turning around and not even looking at Agent Smith as Agent Smith was attacking him. I was in the zone last Friday. So make sure that you check that out. April 1st, uh, the uh, the noonday lesson on the Christ Universal Temple page. Uh, I can't remember the name of the lesson offhand, but it was nice. I was in the zone. So, yeah, all right, let's get back to the book. I'm going up a couple of pages, and 
page 105 in my book reads, the spiritual, I'm reading, teaching, by the way, Neville, Neville, Sea Time and Harvest, Neville Goddard, Sea Time and Harvest. The spiritual body of imagination is not interlocked with man's environment. The spiritual body can withdraw from the outer man of sense and environment and imagine itself to be what it wants to be. And if it remains faithful to the vision, imagination will build for man a new environment in which to live. This is what is meant by the statement. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also, which is John chapter 14, verses two and three. All right. So let's drill down on that. So first of all, when he says the spiritual body of imagination, he's saying your imagination is not locked into whatever is your current experience. The beauty of imagination is that it can be anywhere you want it to be, in the future, now, or in the past. So the imagination has the ability to detach itself withdraw from the now experience, create an image of a preferred experience. And when we are faithful to that vision, then the power and presence of God within us can create the new environment in which to live. So Neville went on to write, the place that is prepared for you need not to be a place in space. It can be health, wealth, companionship, anything that you desire in this world. Now, how is this place prepared? So now, Neville's going to give us a couple of the secrets. He wrote, you must first construct a lifelike representation as, as possible of what you would see and hear and do if you are physically present and physically moving about in that place. So what he's basically saying is you have to, in your imagination, be in the experience, sort of like a point of view perspective. You know, like they have some video games that like uh, you don't see your character. You only see what your character does. Uh, that point of view games. Uh, it was a movie called Ready Player One or something like that with the movie was showing uh, he was like in a virtual reality. So you saw what he was doing. You you didn't see him per se. I think that was the name of the movie. But anyway, so you have to create your in your imagination yourself being in that experience. What does it feel like? What does it touch? What does it smell like? Like literally in your mind, you're making it up. Um, if, you know, you wouldn't see yourself climbing a ladder. You would see your hands on a rung while you're going up the ladder. That's the difference. He says, then with your physical body immobilized, you must imagine that you are actually in that place and are seeing and hearing and doing all that you would see, hear, and do if you were there physically. Okay, which I just explained. But here's the key, with your body immobilized. In other words, this is a meditative visualization practice. A meditative visualization practice. In other words, get to the space to where you're sitting still or lying down or whatever your process is. And I like sitting up, but you know, but I can lie down and meditate, but sometimes, you know, that might end up in the sleep, but 
the idea is with your body immobilized so it's not distracting your mind you visualize the whole experience as if you are living it it says this you must do over and over again until it takes on the tones of reality in other words until you feel like it's real just do it over and over and over again until it feels like it's real as reverend ike would say feeling gets the blessing feeling gets the blessing all right back to the book he wrote when it feels natural the place has been prepared as the new environment from for your outer or physical self now you may open your physical eyes and return to your former state the place is prepared and where you have been in imagination there you shall be in body also mm. Mm. so the place is really a state of consciousness that draws you into the physical experience that's why you have the imagination has to go before you to prepare a place for you so when you are worrying and playing in your mind over and over again everything that could go wrong you are practicing this in the negative if you can worry, you can pray. Because worry is just the negative contemplation of a thought, a belief, or a feeling. That's all. So if you can negatively contemplate, if you can contemplate on what you don't want to happen, what you don't want to experience, what you don't want to go through, you can positively contemplate on what you do want, what you do want to experience, and what you do want to go through. When it's just as much emotional energy. I hope this is landing. You can let me know, by the way, um, because I haven't asked anyone to do this in a while, but this series, if it's landing for you, go to the... Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell page on Facebook and leave me a message or on my Instagram message, Instagram page, which is just Galen McDowell. And leave me a message and let me know. And let me know what's making sense. And if you have demonstrated, put some of this stuff to the test or really anything I've taught and you put it to the test and got results, I want to hear from you. If you've done any of the work, and got results that you desired. I want to hear from you. Go to Reverend Galen Mc, uh, Truth Transforms or Reverend Galen McDowell on Facebook. Leave me an inbox message, or go to Truth Trans uh, or Galen McDowell on Instagram and leave me a message in my inbox. Let me know that you're working this stuff. I want to hear from you.
All right, back to the book. He says, how this imagined state is realized physically is not the concern of you. Let's stop right there. When you're working with this type of spiritual principle and technique, you need to focus on the what, not the how. The what. Get clear about the what, not the how. How this imagined state is realized physically is not the concern of you. The natural or outer man. Oh. So he said, or he wrote rather, the spiritual body on its return from the imagined state to its former physical state created an invisible bridge of incident to link the two states. In other words, now the possibility is connected to your current phys current situation. And a bridge of incidents, in other words, a bridge that will get you for, uh, from one place to another, has now been set up. In other words, now there's a way for you to get out of your current experience and live into the new one. I love the term, an invisible bridge of incident. I love that term. Because this will happen and that'll happen and this will happen and that'll happen and you'll find yourself experiencing your blessing through situations and circumstances that seem like just random incidents, but it's all divine order putting it all together. So he wrote, Page 108, this concept that man is dual and that the inner man of imagination can dwell in future states and return to the present moment with a bridge of events to link the two clashes violently with the widely accepted view about the human personality and the cause and nature of phenomena. Such a concept demands a revolution in current ideas about the human personality, about space, time, and matter. The concept that man, consciously or unconsciously, determines the conditions of his life by imagining himself in these mental states leads to the conclusion that this supposedly solid world is a construction of mind, capital M, concept which at first common sense rejects it says well the physical reality is solid and it's concrete so how can your mental states change it well maybe what we call physical reality is an expression or the manifestation of invisible spiritual and mental states of consciousness they said, well, I didn't create the universe. Well, maybe not you individually. But here's the thing. You don't even know how you got here, except for the biology of you. Your parents had sex. The sperm cell uh, uh, collided with the, with the ovarian egg. And the physical you was brought forth. But you have to remember, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. 
There's so much about life we don't know. There's so much about life we don't understand. On the physical level, that we can't even contemplate the thought process of what it means to be a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. We can't even contemplate uh, really what it means when you say, I am God in expression. I'm a divine, individualized expression of the one presence and one power we call God, the image and likeness of God. Have we really even contemplated what Jesus said when when he said, these works I do, you can do, and even greater works. We haven't even contemplated doing the works of Jesus. I just want you to be present to the fact that what we call physical reality is solidified substance, solidified consciousness, solidified awareness. Therefore, when you change your mind, everything changes. And that might seem ridiculous, but let me just say it this way. For those who might be wrestling with what I'm saying right now, if anyone in human history was able to be healed from a disease or a life-threatening disease, even more so. If anyone has ever been healed through prayer, through meditation or some spiritual practice, it's possible that anybody could do it. If anyone has ever, through prayer, your prayer or the prayer of someone else or others, transformed disease cells into healthy cells because that shouldn't be able to happen. The disease is the disease. So how come there's medical terminology for when disease just goes away? Some people call it remission. Some people can't find things on the test anymore. Whatever it might be. Sometimes things, diseases, just go away, disappear. So they have to have terminology for it. If anyone has ever done it, it is potentially possible for every human being. If anyone has ever prayed for money and provision and received money, unexpected money, money that you didn't work and earn. If anyone has ever done it, it's possible for every human being. That's what Neville is trying to tell us. If anyone has ever created a successful business from an idea by living it and in their consciousness so strongly that it became a reality that drew the right resources and the right people and 
the right plan to them. If anyone has ever done it, it's possible for everyone. Therefore, people can't say that what Jesus did can't be duplicated or Moses or whatever your faith tradition and culture says is an enlightened individual. I'm saying, Neville is saying, and his New Thought movement is saying that it's possible. How does disease just disappear? How do people flatline, have a near-death experience, or according to science, is dead temporarily, come back, and then their body starts to regenerate? I was reading this book, and I can't remember the lady's name now, where I read the book a couple of years back, and it was a Hindu woman, I believe. And she's been on, like, you know, TV shows with her testimony, where she was talking about how she literally... Uh, was this had like cancerous cells and all type of stuff in her body. And she was in the hospital and they called the family to come in and she had this whole near death experience. And on the other side, uh, while she was on the other side in consciousness, still with enough life force in her body to barely hold on, she was able to see her brother traveling from another location, another city, to come see her. Uh, I think it was even another country. She was able to see him in the airport and explain certain things. She was able to tell the doctors and her family discussions that they had well away from her hospital room to where she was explaining to them exactly what they were saying. They were nowhere near her room. She was, she had spiritual encounters where she was told that it was time for her to go back. And when she came back, her body would heal. She got back, she came to, long story short, and her body started regenerating rapidly. The, the, the cancerous tumors all started to shrink and go away. It was dozens of them, I believe. And they all, within the course of a few weeks, left. They all just, every time they tested, shrank, shrank, shrank. Every time they looked up, her body was gaining weight. Every time they looked up, she got stronger. Now, the question is, was she special? I don't think so. I believe in the Bible when it says, when it states, in the book of Acts, God is no respecter of person. If anybody has ever gotten a breakthrough through prayer, through meditation, through the practice of spiritual principles, through their imagination, through their visualization, if anybody has ever gotten a healing, money, success, career, the significant other, or whatever it is, if anybody has ever done it, you can do it. It's possible. That's the only thing I want you to hold on to. It's possible for you to get that breakthrough. 
it's possible for you to get out of situations. I normally don't like to teach this, but I have to say it. Of what your old states of consciousness created, you can liberate yourself even from the nonsense and drama you created in your own life. And I have examples that my minute and 30 seconds will not allow me to teach of people who got themselves into big trouble, learned about these spiritual principles, and was able to walk out of legal situations because the person that was supposed to go to jail was the old person, not this new state of consciousness. They, Like a serpent, they shed the skin. Now, I'm not saying go do stuff stupid just because you think you can get a spiritual principle to get you out of it. I wouldn't, uh, 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 you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. (laughs) So, as I wrap up, next week, I'm going to give where, again, where Truth Transforms will be hosted in the future. I want to remind you that the podcast will be available on all the platforms outside of Unity Online Radio in a couple of months that it's always been on. All those podcast apps you listen to this on, it will always be available. Always keep that in mind. Next week, I'll probably teach the last two chapters of this book so at least the book can be complete. And, um, you know, again, I just want to thank everybody for, you know, for listening through the years and everyone, all the guests and the production team and everyone that works in the background that has made unity online radio uh help so many people throughout the years it's truly been a blessing to be on this platform and after next week we move on to the next god bless you i'll be with you next week take care Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.